podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Dream Team Professor Podcast. My name is Scott and in this episode we're going to be looking at the top players to target in Game Week 4, having a quick recap of Game Week 3 on some Dream Team and then I'll be sharing with you my transfer plans. So we're going to start as always with the fixture ticker from ffstuff.co.uk, good free website to help out with your Dream Team planning. Um, and Game Week 4 is a single game week and then we have a very boring international break to come. Um, so pretty much two weeks of no football or no Premier League football at that point. Uh, but I've split the grid into two sections. So we have the teams with Europe and the teams without Europe. And I'm going to look all the way from game week four until game week seven on this fixture ticker because we have a lot going on at the minute. We just had Premier League action. We just had Carabao Cup action. And then we had the Carabao Cup draw last night. And then we've got a lot of other draws going on as well. So we've got the Champions League draw taking place today. We have the Europa League and Europa League Conference draws taking place tomorrow. Um, we even have Aston Villa's uh, Europa League Conference qualifier uh, second leg tonight, although they're already 5-0 up on aggregate. So we're pretty sure they're going through. Um, but it's been really hard. So I've, that's why I've been taking a little bit more time on this one uh, to get it out because we wanted to see what those Carabao Cup draws were going to look like because now all the European teams are in there as well. Um, if I'd waited any longer to do the Champions League draw and the Europa League draws, this video would never have gone into, out in time by the deadline. So we'll leave it how it is today. So we've got teams that have European football at the top. Between now, Game Week 4 and Game Week 7, these Champions League, Europa League, Europa League Conference teams will play seven fixtures, and most of them are made up of uh, four Premier League games, two European fixtures, and then one Carabao Cup fixture. And then I've added a few teams that are not in the European um, competitions, Chelsea, Spurs, Brentford, and Palace, just because they seem like they're the teams that are on form and have quite a good uh, players to pick from at the moment. But Chelsea play just the five games they went through in the Carabao Cup. Obviously no European football. Tottenham, unfortunately, went out of the Carabao Cup. So they will only play four fixtures in the same time where some of these European sides will play seven. So they're three fixtures light, essentially. Brentford play five and Palace play five. Both of these teams went through. Um, but these Carabao Cup draws have been added and there are quite a few um, spicy ones in there. So Man City have got Newcastle. Man United have got Crystal Palace. And then they actually have a back-to-back -back game with Crystal Palace because they faced them in the league straight after. Arsenal have drawn Brentford, so I guess David Raya would have been, they would have been planning to play Raya maybe in that Carabao Cup game, but now they can't because he's on loan. Uh, Liverpool face Leicester, Villa face Everton, Brighton and Chelsea, another, another tough tie in that leg. Um, West Ham have drawn Lincoln, I believe that is. Chelsea, we've already done them, they've got Brighton. Spurs haven't drawn anyone. Brentford, Arsenal and Palace, Man United again, so... Yeah, some really tough fixtures in there for the Carabao Cup. And then obviously, like I said, we've got the Champions League draw coming today, the Europa League draw coming on Friday. So we can start planning what we want our sides to look like heading into those double game weeks. Without that European information in front of me, it does make it a little bit hard. So my transfer plans might change from what I've looked at already, but we've still got to push on anyway. So game week four, single game week. And then we have a long international break. So as much as you do want to plan long term, someone always does come back from the international break with an injury. So that also is something to consider. But we get two transfers a week now, so it should be easier to solve. I've seen a few people asking um, how, the, how the transfers might work over the international break. With this new deadline, I think it is pretty simple now. You just get two transfers before each deadline. Obviously, you can decide to roll them over if you wanted to. I don't really see the point. Um, but we'll have two transfers before the game week four deadline, which will be this Friday. And then we have two transfers between before the game week five deadline. So we'll kind of have two transfers just to play around with over the international break all the way up until one hour before that first kickoff. So some things I noticed from looking at this uh, fixture ticker. So... Man City obviously have got great fixtures still the whole way through, um, almost till game week eight when they face Arsenal, but even Arsenal's a great fixture for Man City. Um, they're likely to get a good draw because they've done so well in the Champions League, I imagine. So, yep, yeah, I don't think that's going to be affected by this Champions League draw. 
Um, City, maybe some opportunities to use boosters in game week five or game week seven. Um, in game week five, they face West Ham away from home and then they'll have a European fixture. Um, or even game week seven, they face Wolves away from home and then they'll have a Champions League fixture after that. So Wolves, West Ham, not great attacking sides. If they do seem to get like a, a decent Champions League draw next to that, that could be maybe one to use park the bus. But it just feels a little bit too early uh, in the season to be getting enough budget to afford all of these City defenders. So that's another thing to consider. It might be quite tough, but there might be another booster that you want to use instead. Game week six or seven, that could be okay for Manchester United for maybe using a booster. They've got now in game week six, they've got a back-to-back -back game with um, Burnley and then Crystal Palace in the Carabao Cup. And that follows up with Crystal Palace in the Premier League at home. And then a Champions League game, so maybe that could be a good one. Man United will be a lot cheaper to target if you did want to go for like a park your bus or um, one of the other chips. Looking at Arsenal and Liverpool, both the fixture runs are quite um, quite mixed really. So Arsenal this weekend have got Man United, followed by Everton, which is a good fixture. But then they're going to have a Champions League fixture and Spurs, which is pretty tough. Brentford, Bournemouth, both away games, one in the Carabao Cup, one in the Premier League, look okay, and then the Champions League fixture. So towards the end, in game week seven, that could be a one to look at, a double game week for Arsenal, Bournemouth, and then Champions League. Liverpool, again, like I said, a bit mixed. So Villa at home, Wolves, Champions, um, Europa League, sorry, West Ham, Leicester, Tottenham, and then another Europa League game. We're not really sure what sort of side they'll put out for the Europa League. But then Newcastle have a really good run coming up in game week five. Um, it's got a little bit tougher, actually, with this inclusion of the Man City um, Carabao Cup game. But they face Brighton away from home today. Uh, sorry, this weekend. But then they've got Brentford, Champions League, Sheffield United, now Man City, which is tougher, and Burnley at home. And then another Champions League game. So this is the start of a really good run for Newcastle. Minus whatever they might draw in the Champions League and against Man City. But Newcastle have looked so, so good already. So I think this is going to be a really good one to start looking at these Newcastle defenders again. West Ham are a bit hit and miss. They've got Luton away from home on Friday, which looks like a really good fixture. But then they've got Man City, a European game, and then Liverpool. So three tough fixtures in a row, in, in a row there. Um, and it depends what they do in that Europa League game now because they have City and Liverpool either side. There might be a bit of rotation in midweek. Then Lincoln, Sheffield United look good. And then another Europe, uh, Europa League game. So it looks pretty good from about, I'd say, game week six or game week seven for West Ham. Brighton have got some tough games coming up, including City and Liverpool in game week eight and nine. And then coming on to those non-European sides, all of them have drawn pretty hard Carabao Cup games. So Chelsea went through. Um, they've still got a really good fixture run, but then they've drawn Ball, uh, Brighton in the Carabao Cup. Uh, Spurs, I've mentioned them. Brentford have drawn Arsenal. And Crystal Palace have drawn Man United. And that's a back-to-back -back away away games at Man United. So tough for Crystal Palace as well. Um, I'm not against holding um, a few of these non-European players. And we're going to touch on a few in a minute. But people like James Madison seem to be hitting bonus all the time. Raheem Sterling's had a really good week. And he seems to be doing well on bonus. You've got Eze as well. is looking pretty reliable for bonus. So... I'm not entirely against keeping some of these non-European players, but it is just something to consider when someone from Spurs might play four versus a Man City who may play seven. Man City are a bad example because they rotate a lot, but like a Bruno Fernandes, if he's got seven fixtures, you expect him to play sort of six or seven. Whereas if you've got a Madison, he could end up playing just the four games. So it's something to consider, but I'm not totally against going with some non-European players to start off with. You're also going to have to go for some of these non-European players for um, budget picks. And you've got guys like Sanchez in goal for Chelsea. You've got Jackson up top. Or you've got Visser from Brentford who, I, if I had them, I'd still be looking to hold them and build a bit of value. Before we start looking at some of these Game Week 3 fixtures and top players to target for Game Week 4, if you're enjoying the video so far, please do leave a like and subscribe to the channel. And also, if you're after some more Dream Team content, I'm partnered with the Dream Team Tonic podcast. They had a podcast go out last Sunday. Unfortunately, I couldn't be on it, but I've listened back to it already. It's a really great episode. Um, I'll leave a link in the description below for that episode. So check that one out. 
and let's go on to the game week three fixtures and players to target right on to some of these game week three fixtures and we'll start off with my team arsenal and it was a disappointing two true draw against fulham um, i was at this one and yeah couldn't help come away from it quite disappointed with how it went really two silly silly mistakes um one coming from bakayo saka who actually done pretty well on dream team so he got 14 points in that game i didn't think he had a particularly good game at all so i was really surprised when i came away from the game and saw that he'd been given 14 points um got three bonus points he had two shots on target made two tackles and created one big chance he was also back on penalties um, I was actually right behind the goal for the penalty. Um, Erdegaard picked up the ball, but you know how it goes now. They swapped it over um, and Saka put that one away quite well. So it looks like they're probably going to be rotating on penalties, uh, which isn't great from a fantasy football standpoint, but it's better than none at all. I think I still would have kept Saka. 14 points. If he's scoring 14 points in a game where he's quite quiet, to be honest, in, the, in a quieter game for Saka, if he's scoring 14 points, I think that's really quite promising. And he looks like he's going to be one of these players, a bit like Bruno Fernandes, where if he does nothing, gets no attacking returns, he gets five, six points. But then when he does finally hit a goal or an assist, he ends up with something like 14 points. I think he's going to be a really valuable asset. So I'm going to be keeping him in my team long term. And even with a game like Man United coming up, we saw what he did against Man United last season. Um, I think he's still a hold despite the fixtures getting a little bit tougher. Um, Martinelli, 4.3 million. Now, this is where it gets quite strange in terms of actually being at the game and then looking at the points. Um, he ended up with just the five points. And to be honest, he looked so much more dangerous than Saka during that game, in my opinion. Um, quite a few people saying that he's been a bit off the pace lately, but I think it's just because he hasn't been getting those attacking returns. I think he still did look really dangerous in that game. He's down to 4.3 million now and only got the five points. And I must say, although he does look dangerous when he's sort of running at defenders, he had a couple shots on target as well. Something just quite isn't right on that left-hand side of the pitch at the minute. I think because we keep swapping the left backs, the left centre backs. Havertz is playing left centre mid and he's new. It just isn't quite working for Martinelli. And then he's got Trossard in front of him one week, Nketiah the next, Gabriel off the bench. So at the moment, I think I would be moving off Martinelli, even though he is one of my favourites. Just mentioned Eddie Nketiah, um, 2.3 million. He's had 19 points from three games now, two goals and one assist. Um, obviously, for the price, he does look really good, but I still would hold off from bringing him in, to be honest. Um, I do still think he probably will start this Man United game. But now Jesus is back. Trossard's getting some minutes at centre-forward. Um, we even saw in the Community Shield that Havertz was given that centre-forward role in the in the tougher game against Man City. So I just don't think his minutes are safe. So I wouldn't be going for any, Eddie Nketiah. Of course, we saw Gabriel benched again, didn't come on. Um, Saliba still just looks like the only safe pick if he did want to go for an Arsenal defender. Wouldn't specifically bring an Arsenal defender in for Man United because we have been making a few mistakes and giving away cheap goals. But if you have got him already, I'll just be keeping hold of him. And then looking at those fixtures, so seven fixtures between now and the end of game week seven. We've got Man United home, Everton away. Everton not looking really poor at the minute, but of course, away from home, they're probably going to give us a really good game with Sean Dyche in charge. To be announced, the Champions League draw after that. So Everton, if we get, I mean, if we get a good home game in the Champions League, Everton and that game could look like a good double game week. But then we have Spurs and Brentford in the Carabao Cup, which looks quite tough. But then game week seven could also be a good one for a double game week. Uh, Bournemouth away from home and then a Champions League tie. So just depends who we draw in that one. Um, no doubt we'll, we'll be drawing Bayern Munich in the uh, Champions League. But overall, I think... Wouldn't be bringing in any Arsenal players for Man United. But if you've got Saka already, I'd be keeping him. If you had Erdegaard, I'd be keeping him. Martinelli, I'm not so sure. Eddie Nketiah, I wouldn't be bringing him in. But if you've got Saliba at the back, I'd be keeping him at this point as well. On to Manchester City. And Manchester City did Manchester City things this game week three with an 85th minute clean sheet wipeout. That's Man City all over. That's what it's like to own City defenders. 
Kyle Walker, 85th minute, looked like the clean sheet was safe, does a stupid back heel, and then bang, there goes your clean sheet. So that's, that's what it's like to have Man City defenders, or Edison. It's the hope that kills you with those. So disappointing if you had the Man City defenders. More disappointing if you had a Kanji. Apparently he had a uh, stomach bug or an illness and didn't make the bench on that one. So he was looking like a good t a defender to target. So they had Ake at 4.1 million replacing him. Walker at 3.7. Managed one bonus point along with Ake as well. Um, but overall disappointing for the Man City defenders. Phil Foden, another annoying one. So he was on my players to target. He's been looking really good. Played 90 minutes in both other fixtures. 4.5 million. And it was announced that, or leaked, that he wouldn't be travelling with the squad um, and trained separately because he had an illness. And then he came on in the 86th minute and assisted. So he ended up with three points, but he would have started otherwise. And he did look quite good when he came on. So if he did go for Foden disappointing very unlucky but I'd be keeping him because Fulham Fulham at home looks like a really good fixture they weren't great against Arsenal everything they created was an Arsenal mistake and I think City will batter them to be honest apart from Jao Polina he looked really really good but the rest of the team looked a little bit shaky um, Haaland obviously don't have to say target Haaland every week but he missed a penalty in this Sheffield United game he got a goal, three shots on target. It could have been a massive haul if he'd put that penalty in. Um, I think Haaland captainers were quite unlucky, to be fair, um, this weekend. If he did go for someone a bit more out there, like a Sterling or a Jackson, fair play because you, you had a really good week. Um, but I did think that the Haaland captainers were a little bit unlucky. And then Jack Grealish, um, back in the mix, 4.4 million, 8 points. he got an assist, 3 bonus points, and a big chance created. Um, so he's looking like a good one, especially going into now 2 games a week. Feels a lot less risky to go for a City midfielder, defender, because you've got almost like a double chance the whole way through um, September and almost October as well. So you expect them to go far in the Cups. So I think if you are going to go for a defender or midfielder from Man City, now's looking like the best time to do it. Also from that midfield, I'm going to mention Bernardo at 3.9 million. Don't think he's someone that I'll be targeting at the minute, but he played, got three bonus points and six points. Rodri. I said at the start that he, he couldn't keep scoring and he wouldn't keep scoring, but he has. He's got two goals, one assist in three games. Uh, 4.3 million and got 10 points in this one. So... Yeah, he's looking like the safest Manchester City defender to go with at the minute because you just know that he's going to play games. He might not carry on with these attacking returns, but there was an interesting quote that he said something along the lines of, with Kovacic in the team now, he is getting a bit more licence to go forward and it looks like it's helping his attacking returns. So maybe at 4.3 million, he could be someone to consider. It's a bit on the safe side, but if he does chip along with these points and play the majority of games... It could be a good one. Um, Mateus Nunes has just signed or is signing from Wolves to Man City. So maybe he's someone that might rotate a little bit with Kovacic and Rodri. 2.7 million, but I wouldn't be bringing him in myself. And then Cole Palmer from Man City at 1.9 million. He's moving from City to Chelsea by the looks of things. So if he does end up starting at 1.9 million for Chelsea, that is ridiculous value. But you just know with Chelsea, don't you, that nothing's really guaranteed they've got so many options I'm not sure whether he starts every game so looking at their fixture run Fulham at home West Ham away they've got the Champions League draw that's not out yet but then they've got a home game against Forest an away tie in the Carabao Cup against Newcastle away tie at Wolves and then a Champions League game after that so again um, these Champions League double game weeks could look quite good for using some chips um, West Ham away and then Champions League. Then you've got Wolves away and Champions League at the end of um, game week seven or yeah, end of September. So two Champions League double game weeks that could look quite good there. Or even game week six, Nottingham Forest at home and then Newcastle away in the Carabao Cup. It's just with City, there is always that risk of rotation. But as double game weeks go, these could look really good. Then on to Manchester United and a poor defensive showing from them. So they were 2-0 down in four minutes. Um, Awadney again carrying on his uh, great scoring run. 
So their fixtures are a little bit mixed at the start. They get a bit tougher at the start. So seven fixtures between now and the end of game week seven. Arsenal away, Brighton at home. Looks tough. After Brighton, they've got a Champions League draw, but we're not sure who that is against yet. We'll find out later today. Game week six, though. Double game week. Burnley away. Crystal Palace at home in the Carabao Cup. That looks like a good double game week. And then depending who they draw for that second uh, Champions League game, they'll have Crystal Palace at home and then a Champions League game. So game week six or game week seven, they're looking like good double game weeks there for Man United. Um, and I mentioned it earlier, um, if you can't sort of get to a Man City defence or part of the bus, Man United are going to be quite low in numbers with no Luke Shaw at the minute. Uh, Varane's got a knock, so it might be a bit easier to predict that Manchester United backline. Uh, they're linked with Kukurea at the minute from Chelsea, but it looks like they'll probably be playing Delo and Wan-Bissaka on the wings. And God, God knows at the back, is it going to be Lindelof? Um, Lindelof and Martinez, I guess. Um, I can't see Maguire coming back. So, yeah, it might be a bit easier to predict this backline if you did want to go for a park of the bus. Um Plays the target and how game week three went. So Bruno Fernandes, he, I think he's just going to be a stick and pick for me. 6.2 million, he's got 14 points. And he finally did come back with some attack and return. So a goal and an assist from him. Uh, the goal was from the penalty spot. He had three shots on target, three tackles and two big chances created. So 14 points. And like I said with Saka, if he's not really getting attack and returns, he's still getting like a solid five or six points. Then when he does get an attack and return, those points do rocket. So Bruno Fernandes is a really good pick, I think, at the minute. And I'd be sticking with him this whole run. Rashford is getting some attack and returns, finally. Um, no goals yet, but it's his second assist of the season. Um, one shot on target and the assist there. So seven points. Still wouldn't be overly happy, happy with how it's been for Rashford. Six million, seven points. He's probably going to go down in price again. Yeah, it's not been not been a great time, to be honest, for some of these uh, premiums. It looks like you've really got to do a lot to avoid the price drop. Um, I've had it with Salah. I've had it with Son already, who will come on to. But it looks like you need to be hitting double figures now on this uh, game if you're sort of a six million pound player and above. So... Yeah, it's looking quite tough. Rashford, he always does fairly well against Arsenal. Brighton, although it is a tough fixture, they are leaky. So, yeah, it's a tough one whether or not you stick or twist on Rashford. Um, I haven't got him. I wouldn't be bringing him in. But there is an argument to keep him if you had him already. And then the goals in that game came from Casemiro and Eriksen. Not really players that I'd be considering at this point. Um, Casemiro, 3.9 million. He got 11 points. Five tackles, which is pretty good. Two shots on target. Um, but I just think there's a bit, a few more exciting picks that I'd rather go with at the minute. But he's another player that probably will play most of these games. So that is something to consider as well. If you're comparing him to someone like an Eze, like an Embuemo, you're going to get more minutes out of Casemiro. Man United have got a lot of um, injuries at the minute. So Varane is out injured. Shaw is out injured. And it sounds like the Shaw one could be quite long term, um, which means... You've got some quite cheap defenders, actually, that this is probably as cheap as it comes for defenders that are going to be playing regularly and playing in the Champions League as well. So Wan-Bissaka, 3.3 million, and Delow, 3.4 million. So I don't have any Man United defenders at the minute, but these two have taken my um, attention. But Kukurea, 3 million, looks like it could be going through quite quickly, although he did play in the Carabao Cup yesterday, so... Whether or not that holds things up, I'm not sure. Maybe it's not as far as we thought, but I think Wan-Bissaka and Delow could be really good picks. Maybe if you just wait until after the international break, I think that would be the best bet. And then one last thing I wanted to add on Manchester United is um, Rasmus Hoyland, the new sign-in, 4 million. I just saw a quote from Ten Hag saying, he is near. Today, for the first time, he came into team training, so next week I expect him to do a full week. He is very near to making the squad. Um, that quote was on the 25th. So, yeah, he's had a bit of time training. And no doubt another new signing from Man United will probably get his debut against Arsenal coming off the bench or something. So, yeah, not looking forward to seeing that one. But might make Man United a bit better going forward. On to Brighton. And it was a disappointing one for them. Um, smash and grab from West Ham. Absolute counter-attacking masterclass. So, 3-1 to West Ham against Brighton. 
Um, highlighted a few things. Jal Pedro, 2.3 million. I've got him out already, but if you haven't taken him out, I'd say get him gone, to be fair. Deserby uh, just taking the mick. I think he got asked about Jal Pedro. Will he be playing? And his reply was Ferguson's, Ferguson will be playing in this game. Um, yeah, yeah. Don't like his don't like his attitude to Zerbi, and I definitely don't like him when it comes to rotation now. So Jal Pedro, I'd be getting him out. Um, and keeps changing goalkeepers as well. When I'm on to Zerbi, he keeps changing his goalkeepers around now. Um, he'd said it at one point that he'd be rotating his goalkeepers, but not between cup competitions like some of the more hipster managers like to do. He's not rotating between cup competitions. He's just going to rotate between Premier League games because it's fun. Um, so Steele wasn't in goal and oh, how do I pronounce this guy's name in goal Verbruggen played in goal so if you were thinking about having a Brighton goalkeeper I wouldn't bother he's a weirdo so no Brighton goalkeepers for me March two points Matoma three points Estupinion three points all the big hitters were blanking really for Brighton this game week uh, Pascal Gross got a goal so he done all right but March, Matoma, stupid man. I wouldn't panic. These players, the cheaper players, they are going to blank occasionally and I don't think there's any need to transfer them out. They look good going forward. They just look a little bit leaky at the back. So maybe, um, stupid man, if you're after these clean sheets, you might be reconsidering him, but I do think he'll come good as a hold. And then on to fixtures. So Newcastle at home in the next game. I think that's going to be a tough one. And then Man United away from home. Another tough fixture, but... You still do fancy them to score. It's just I don't fancy them for clean sheets in a minute. So these are going to be two tough games. Game week three, uh, game week four and game week five. Then we'll have their Champions League draw. We've got Bournemouth at home, Chelsea away, Villa away, and then Champions League. So it does get a lot, lot tougher for Brighton. If you are on sort of two or three Brighton players, maybe you want to um, withdraw a little there. But it just depends on what these Champions League fixtures look like. I think I'll definitely be keeping hold of Matoma. And opinion. Coming on to Newcastle, and it went horribly wrong for them in that game. Um, I thought they were quite unlucky, really. I think Trent probably should have got sent off early on in the game, um, but lost 2-1 to the uh, 10-man Liverpool in the end. Um, Trippier ended up getting four points. Three of that were bonus points, and he did get the minus point for a yellow card. Um, it's getting near the point where I'm really starting to consider Trippier now. Um, so Trippier... He's on seven bonus points already, 13 points in total. And if you remember back to before the start of the season, we were looking at uh, the players that are going to benefit off this new point scoring system. Trippier was right up there. He was a massive point scorer last season. He's got Champions League now as well. So the fixtures are starting to look really, really good for Newcastle. He's a bonus points magnet. And I'm even thinking about going a little bit early on him if I can. Um, game week four, Brighton away from home. Um, like I said, Brighton are obviously going to be dangerous, but then the fixture run does get good. It's been disrupted a bit by getting Man City thrown in the middle of it, but it still looks okay. So Brentford at home, then a Champions League tie. Sheffield United away, Man City in the Carabao Cup at home. Burnley at home, and then a Champions League tie. So again, a lot depends on the Champions League ties, what they look like um, for those double game weeks. They probably are going to get a really hard draw. Um, but if it's a home tie... Newcastle in the Champions League at home, I think they're going to do well. So I think Trippier, from this sort of from this Brentford game onwards, is going to be a must in my team. So yeah, Trippier, I'm going to put him on players to target. One thing that might kind of go against it is Bottman went off with an injury. I'm not sure how serious that is, um, but they have got reinforcements now. I've marked Gordon, got 11 points, 2.6 million. He grabbed the goal, got a bonus point and three shots on target. But I wouldn't be bringing him in just because this rotation with Barnes would really wind me up. So he seems to be always subbing off for Harvey Barnes, which understandably two great players, but it's not very good for Dream Team in my opinion. See, when we get onto two games a week, Isak and Wilson will be getting a lot more minutes. But again, for these points, for appearance points and stuff like that, I just think that I want to have a striker that I know is going to play 90 minutes every week. So... Isak, Wilson, they're going to be good point scorers, but again, they're ones that are going to probably wind me up, I think. So it's up to you wherever you go there. But 72nd minute, Isak come off for Wilson, and I think that's going to be a regular occurrence. 
On to Liverpool. Um, like I said, 2-1 win against Newcastle. Not sure how they pulled that one off. Virgil van Dijk got a red card, minus two points. One match ban, but possibly could be extended because he swore at the referee on the way out. Um, Trent, 5.6 million. Um, unlucky not to get sent off really early on. Finished with two points. And across these three games, he's averaged three points per game, uh, which is really disappointing for a defender that started off at 6 million. He's now 5.6. He's probably going to go down like 0.2 or 0.3 again. Um, so we could be picking up Trent at about 5 million when these uh, Europa League matches get drawn. Um, but I think I'm going to be looking towards Trippier, to be honest with you. So we'll wait and see how it goes, but it's not looking good for Trent so far. Um, Allison, 4.3 million, got seven saves in that game. Um, obviously, they had 10 men, picked up five points. And if he ends up playing these Europa League games and all the cup games as well, um, I think he could be a really, really good pick. It just takes up a big chunk of your budget. Luis Diaz, wouldn't panic if you had him. It was really unlucky. 4.2 million. He's looked really, really good. Um, but because Virgil got sent off to bring another defender off uh, on, they bought Diaz off the pitch. So blank for him. But I think I'd still stick with him. Um, McAllister, I've highlighted him at 3.7. Um, three bonus points, six points. I just think maybe he could be back as an option. Now he's not the deepest mid. Um, they've got his endo, this new um, CDM, and they still keep getting linked with a few new players. So if they do carry on playing this CDM, McAllister looked like he played a bit further forward. So perhaps he could be back on the menu, but not someone I'll be going for at the minute. And then Salah, low down on the list here, 6.7 million. Um, he grabbed an assist for one of the Darwin goals, got six points. Um, so it's an okay return, but again, he's another premium striker um, that's already gone down from 7 million. And now he's probably going to go down again because just six points doesn't seem like it's enough to cut it if you are a premium player. Um, and yeah, he's probably going to be heading towards the low sixes eventually. So yeah, unless he does really sort of find some form and start hitting some goals, he's going to be going down a lot again. Um I took him out of my team for Son. I think there was one point between it. I think Son finished on five, Salah finished on six, but I went for Son because of the extra Cabo Cup game. Didn't pay off. I was looking at bringing Salah back in because I do think he has looked fairly good as well. And the fixtures do look okay. But I started toying with what I can do without having that extra premium striker. And I'm liking a bit more how I can move towards these European ties. So... That's going to be a big thing for me to consider whether I do keep with this uh, premium setup and bring him back in or if I spread the funds a little bit because it does look like these uh, cheaper players are performing quite well at the minute. And then Darwin, Darwin Nunes at 3.6 million, 12 points off the bench. In the 77th minute, he came on and he banged two goals. So perfect performance from Darwin Nunes. Um, but... Will I be bringing him in? Maybe he gets that Villa game as a reward. But I wouldn't be going there at the minute. So Villa at home, Wolves away. Europa League, West Ham at home. Leicester at home, Tottenham away. And then Europa League. These fixtures are actually looking quite good. And it just depends what sort of Europa League um, side they put out. So if you're a Liverpool fan, let us know in the comments below if you think you're going to be playing the likes of Salah and Trent in those Europa League games. Maybe will you be playing Allison as well? Or do you have a... I don't even know who your backup keeper is. Um, so do you think the big hitters are going to be playing in those Europa League fixtures? Let us know in the comments below. Then just some of the guys that are not playing in the... Then a quick look at West Ham and Villa. So West Ham, um, great result against Brighton. Doesn't matter how you get the points. They got them. Uh, Bowen, 4.6 million, got 13 points for a goal and an assist. And he's looking really, really good at the minute. Um, someone, depending on the draw, um, someone I will be considering, to be honest. He's a bit more expensive than I would like for a West Ham player. But you just know that he's going to play sort of every game at the minute. So a few tough ones in there. So Luton at home on Friday looks like a really good fixture on paper. 
but it's away from home. I think it's their first game at the new stadium, so I don't think they'll be quite as uh, weak as they were in some of those other games. Man City at home, obviously, is going to be tough. Europa League and then Liverpool away from home. So they're three tough fixtures in a row. Um, but with a player like Bowen, maybe it just feeds into him a little bit because they do like playing this counter-attacking football. You saw what happened up against Brighton. They could surprise people. Um, after that Liverpool game, they're away at Lincoln, home to Sheffield United, and then they have a, a Europa League game. So seven fixtures, they don't look terrible. Apart from Man City and Liverpool, um, I think they look all right. And for an attacking player like Bowen, I think Man City and Liverpool aren't the worst. Um, James Wolf-Prowse, 3.6 million. He's having a great start. So he got two assists last week. He got a goal uh, this week and nine points. 3.6 million. He's looking like a good one if he ends up playing all of these games. Antonio, just never can get my head around this player. 3.1 million, 10 points. It's his second goal of the season and he's looking good. Um, three players really there that you might want to keep your eye on with these Europa League games coming up. And then a new sign-in, Kudos, 4 million. Um, come from Ajax, 18 goals, 7 assists in 42 appearances last season. So an attacking player with a lot of goal threat, assist threat. He could be a good one, but just four million for a new signing at West Ham just feels a little bit too expensive for me to go there. Then on to Aston Villa. Um, Villa had a really good result at the weekend against Burnley. A 3-1 win. Matty Cash got two goals in that one. 2.5 million, 16 points and a brace inside 20 minutes. Playing a lot higher up the pitch as well, so kind of out of position. Also hit tackle bonus, which is just another method where he could end up picking up points. It's just whether or not you think that he's going to play every game. On the FF stuff, you've got question marks here for their um, potential European fixtures. But they're 5-0 up against Hibs already. So that second leg, something would have to go drastically wrong for those games to miss out. So Liverpool away, Crystal Palace at home, Europa League Conference... Chelsea away, Everton at home, Brighton at home, and then Europa League Conference. So I expect that Villa probably will take this competition really seriously because Emery is a uh, European tournament mastermind. So yeah, Matty Cash, he could be a good one if you're looking for someone a bit cheaper with these European fixtures. Diaby at 3.3 million. I'm loving this player at the minute. So 12 points. He got a goal and an assist in that game. And he's on two goals, one assist out of the last three fixtures. So, again, Diaby looks like a really good player to target at 3.3 million. If you've got him in now, he's probably going to price rise as well. So, it looks like a good time to maybe jump on him. Liverpool fixture at the weekend looks tough. But Liverpool, again, look quite leaky at the back. So, you would expect that Villa could score against them. And if they do, Diaby could be one of them. Or it could be Oddie Watkins, 4.4 uh, million. He's had three assists this season. He's assisting. He just isn't scoring the goals at the minute. He, all of his goals did come in that Europa League conference uh, qualifier that did not count. So at the minute, no goals for Watkins on Dream Team. Um, but I'm sure they will come. And with these European nights, um, there could be more chance for him there. Um, and Digne, 2.1 million, got an assist in that game as well. He looked pretty good. 2.1 million. So Cash and Digne, if you think they're going to be getting minutes in these double game weeks, then they could be ones to target. They're a little bit cheaper than some of the big boys. On to the, some of the guys that don't have European football. Um, Chelsea, so they had a really good week. If you bought in Chelsea players in the Carabao Cup uh, and in the Premier League as well, but they faced Luton. They're not going to face Luton every week, but they did look pretty good. So Sterling, 3.6 million, got 18 points, two goals, one assist, three shots on target and a big chance created. 3.6 million, he's going to go up in price. Um, he does look very good for the price at the minute. So Sterling, I think he's a good player to target, especially with Nottingham Forest coming up, Bournemouth away from home coming up, and then Villa, Brighton and Fulham. Um, these fixtures do still look pretty good all the way up to game week eight for Chelsea, and Sterling at that price does look appealing. No Europe, but they have got the Carabao Cup fixture now because they went through. Gusto at 2.4 million, got 13 points, two assists, one bonus. A big chance created and then the clean sheet points as well so gusto does look good but there's an international break coming up and reese james 
I think they only said he was going to be out for weeks. So I guess there's a chance that Reese James could be back after the international break. That's just something to consider. If you did see Gusto and think, oh yeah, got to get him in because he done well, there is a chance that if Reese James comes back, um, he might make way. Jackson, two point four million. Um, I'm still not. I'm still not hundred percent sure whether I think he's a great pick. Um, He's very erratic when he plays, but he had a good week. So 11 points um, in the Premier League game and then three points in the Carabao Cup game. So if you put him in your team, I'm, I'm sure you're thinking that he is a great addition to your team. And I would be too with those points. Uh, goal, big chance created, three shots on target. And I think he came on and got a couple of shots on target in the Carabao Cup tie. Um, came on at half time. So Jackson at 2.4 million, again, for the price, it's... It's worth having up front. Um, I've got Rissa. Maybe I'm just a little bit bitter because he didn't do very well for me um, this week. But Jackson does look probably like the best budget option up front. A few other things to note. So Chelsea surprisingly stuck with a back five even against Luton. Uh, I don't know if that's because Luton played like two strikers or not. Um, but that's something to consider because I thought they might try and go back to a four in some of these um, easier fixtures. Which means one of the... Uh, Defenders would have made way. Um, but Chilwell, even though he's in a back five, he was playing like a winger, to be fair. So high up the pitch. Um, but he went through on goal and he just squared it when he could have easily shot. You could tell that he's a defender playing high up the pitch. Uh, but hopefully he gets a bit better with that because he's in my team and I'd like him to score a few goals, to be fair. So I'd be keeping Chilwell in. Um, he's playing so advanced, but I guess you'll have a decision to make when the European fixtures come because he's quite expensive. I think he's about 4.3 million. So Chilwell, he's a hold for now. These fixtures look good. Sanchez is an interesting one at 2.4 million. Um, obviously the goalkeeper for Chelsea. They have signed a new goalkeeper, but not heard much about him yet. Um, Sanchez, like I predicted last week, played in the Premier League and the Carabao Cup. Kept the clean sheet in the Premier League, but didn't keep it in the Carabao Cup. But with Johnston, a lot of people went for Johnston from Crystal Palace. Um, I think they're due to announce the signing of Henderson. So it looks like this might be the best time to maybe swap from Johnston to Sanchez. He's probably the cheapest, nearest, decent keeper. Um, and then Nottingham Forest at home, Bournemouth away look okay. Um, obviously no champ Champions League, Europa League. But then the following game week six, they've got two home games in Villa and Brighton, uh, followed by Fulham. So the fixtures look good up until game week eight and hopefully you can keep some clean sheets. Um, I think I'm going to go there. And one other thing to note, just I added this on late in the Carabao Cup game. Not that much to add, but Sanchez, De Sassi, Colwell, all got starts, but no clean sheet. Uh, Jackson was benched but came on at half-time and no Sterling in the squad but you just have to assume that that was a rest for Sterling. Um, maybe keep an eye out for any injury news but I've not heard anything yet. And then Jewel and Gusto were on the bench but yeah, nothing really to add to that. Right, on to Spurs then um, and they actually have a quiet run um, between now and that game week seven without any Carabao Cup fixtures because they didn't go through um faced played a rotated side against fulham which i thought was risky um and then obviously no european football um i went for son in my team and he was very disappointed i thought that he would have got both fixtures to be honest i knew that fulham would go fairly strong in this um and that you couldn't rotate your whole team against them and they got punished for it really so son was disappointing when he did come on in about the 70th um, only got four points this game week, one bonus, one big chance created. Um, didn't really affect the game in that Bournemouth fixture either, so he is going to be moved on for me. Uh, bad call that was. Um, Richarlison up front, 2.4 million. He was poor, went off after 60 minutes and is an injury doubt now. Um, yeah, he did score, did score in that game against um, Fulham in the Carabao Cup, but... Yeah, I think there's a player off the pitch with, with his boot missing and all sorts. So that, that's what it took for Richarlison to get a goal. Um, Madison, though, the bright spark for Spurs. 4.1 million. He got 15 points in that game against Bournemouth. Uh, the full five bonus. He got a goal, two shots on target and a big chance created. Um, just really stepped it up. 
um, quite a strange scenario actually. So I was um, having a Turkish at a pub near Arsenal and they had the Spurs game on. So before we went to the Arsenal game, they had Spurs on in the background, probably hoping that they didn't do very well, but Madison did look really good. Um, he just looks like he's one of these players that's going to just keep hitting bonus, keep hitting points. And I'm seriously considering him even with these lack of fixtures, really. Four fixtures compared to some people having seven. But you just know that he's going to start every game and he is scoring quite well on the bonus points. And something that sort of emphasised that even more is that he came on with about eight minutes to go in the EFL Cup. And he ended up with one bonus point in eight minutes. A um, couple dribbles, a couple blocks, um, yeah, really a couple crosses as well. Um, so in eight minutes, he got one bonus point off the bench. I just think he's going to be another bonus point magnet. And even at Leicester last season and a couple other seasons, when he didn't have European football, he was still right up there as one of the top scoring midfielders. So... I'm thinking about potentially keeping him in my side or putting him in, putting him in my side for this Burnley and Sheffield United game. It's tougher than Arsenal away, Liverpool at home. But he could be one of these players. A bit like Eze, a bit more expensive than him, but could get points against anyone. Udogi, 2.6 million defender. He got 10 points, uh, got an assist. Clean sheet, big chance created. He went off with an injury against Bournemouth. But he was on the bench in that EFL Cup game, so I'm sure that he's fine there. Um, and then Kulisevsky, 10 points, goal bonus, shot on target. He was promising, but I just think there's better options than him. Then the last two teams to come to is Brentford and Crystal Palace. So Brentford is a quiet week again, a bit like um, Brighton. They had these uh, cheaper players that were scoring quite well, but it was a quiet weekend and they're not going to do it every week. So Visser, 2.5 million, um, two-pointer against Palace. He came off the bench for a two-pointer in the EFL Cup right at the end. And it was the same for Mbuemo as well. 3.9 million, two-pointer against Palace and a two-pointer off the bench against Newport County. But they both did score their penalties. Not that it counts on Dream Team, but it got them through to the EFL Cup next round where they face Arsenal. So, yeah, I think that's a pretty tough fixture for Arsenal, to be fair. Um, but both finished on four points for the week, so not great. Kevin Sharder, he got a goal, nine points, one shot on target, one big chance created. I don't think he's someone to target. But Rico Henry, again, um, he got five points despite conceding. Got three bonus points in that Premier League fixture. So I think Rico Henry still looks like he could be a good option. Bournemouth at home, Newcastle away, Everton at home, Arsenal at home, and then Nottingham Forest away. Five fixtures, and they look okay, to be fair. Arsenal looks tough. Newcastle looks tough, but home against Bournemouth, home against Everton, and away against Nottingham Forest looks pretty good. And then Crystal Palace, um, they're pretty much only on this list because of Eze. Eze, 3.3 million. He got eight points, picking up three bonus points um, in that Premier League game against Brentford. He's had 11 bonus points from three matches. It's ridiculous. His bonus point potential is insane. Um, and then he showed even more against... Um, Oh, I've forgotten now who they played in the EFL Cup. But he came off the bench um, in the 55th minute and completely changed the game. I think it was, they were going to Plymouth, I think it was. Um, came off the bench in the 55th. They were down. They got two assists, two big chance created, seven points, and then they went on to win. Um, 15 points for the week, and he's the third highest scoring midfielder in the game behind Saka and Madison. So these bonus points really do add up. Um, and at 3.3 million... He looks like a really good pick as well, even without these uh, European fixtures. They face Wolves at home, Villa away, Fulham at home, but then they have a back-to-back -back, um, Carabao Cup and Premier League against Man United away from home. I'm going to mention Anderson um, at the back, 2.9 million. At the time of writing this, he's the highest scoring midfield, uh, sorry, defender on the game. Uh, he's hitting tackles. He's hitting shots as well for a defender, which is ridiculous. He's getting shots in pretty much all the games so far. And he's had bonus points in pretty much every game so far as well. So Anderson, he could be a player to target, but I think you just want to go for someone like uh, a Wambasaka who's going to play more fixtures, for example, and is not that far away in price. But yeah, it's just something to consider because it was quite interesting. Um, and then Johnston, I mentioned at 1.8 million. We've had our fun. Take the point free profit. Um, 
and then get him get him gone, I think, at this point, because I think Henderson is probably going to replace him anytime soon. On to my game week three points update. So I've got 73 points for the game week, which overall looked pretty poor compared to what I saw around um, in our Dream Team Tonic Leagues and stuff like that. Um, up to 240 points in total, though, so I'm, I'm quite happy with that. But I did have a rank fall. Um, oh, I can't remember what was that now. It was around a 1 or 2k, but now I'm down to 7.1k, so red arrow there. Um, and that is mostly down to not having these Chelsea boys. The Chelsea guys delivered, uh, and Brighton and Brentford didn't. I've got Buemo and Vissa both got me four points. Uh, Stupidan and Matoma both got me three points each, so quiet there. Johnson in goal, three points. He played the double game week, which I thought he might, but he didn't really do it, did he? Three points in total. Saliba, two points. Disappointing game for Arsenal. Chilwell hit seven. Clean sheet against Luton. That was fine. He'd done well. Didn't play in that second game, but we'll take that. Um, Bruno Fernandes, 14. Saka, 14. Looked really good. Matoma and Mbwema, I've just mentioned those. Haaland, he was my captain. Got me 14. I think we were unlucky not to get more from that. Son... You've got to write that off as a bad call, to be fair. Jackson. Jackson was the one up front. Jackson was the one up front who delivered, not Son. And, yeah, I wish I'd gone for Madison now. I think if Madison, there wasn't that little injury doubt. Um, I know there was team news that come out late. I think it was on Friday for the press conferences that it'd be okay. But I just wasn't completely sure. So I went for Son. thought he might do it in the double game week because I thought Madison, if he does play the Premier League, they won't want to play him twice. Um, but yeah, Son, five points. Wasn't what I was hoping for. And then Visser with four points up front for Brentford. Again, a little bit disappointing. So the big scores were Bruno and Saka. And obviously Haaland. Chilwell done okay, but the rest, it was a pretty average week for them. Um, and I've probably fallen behind the guys that went on. Raheem Sterling and Jackson. And even differential captains as well. So... Yeah, fair play if you did that. Let me know who you captained. Let me know who your best point scorer was last season. Unless it was Sterling. I don't want to hear it. Right, on to my game week four plans. Um, I'm finding this really tough. This is going to be on my rough plans because until we know what these Champions League draws and Europa League draws are, it's hard to really tell you, to be honest, set in stone um, because we could see some really good fixtures come up. Um, but these are my rough plans as it stands. Um, so I've got five players without Europe and... Ideally, I'd want to start moving towards having players that do have Europe. I've got Son, I've got Vissa, Mbuemo, Chilwell and Johnston, all without Europe. Um, Son, underperforming price, he's not looking great and his, um, his price is going to fall as well. So he's someone that I'm looking to take out. I've got Johnston, his position's under threat. I think Sanchez is going to be the move there, so it's just a matter of when. I've got Vissa and Mbuemo who don't have European football, but I'm actually happy to keep them for the moment. Bournemouth at home, Newcastle away, Everton at home, and then they've got the uh, the Arsenal game thrown in there as well. And then Chilwell, I don't really feel like that one's urgent, even though he's not in Europe. He's got Forest at home, Bournemouth away, and Villa at home. Um, and then the Carabao Cup game has been added as well. So out of that, it looks like Johnston and Son are the most urgent things that I need to fix to be honest although I've got other people that don't play in Europe they look like the ones that I need to solve straight away I want Salah back I could easily do Salah straight back in for Son but with Salah there's a bit of uncertainty around whether he might go to Saudi um, he's taken up a big chunk of budget and his price is going to probably fall again so these are the reasons why I'm having second thoughts on taking Salah out Another note, I'm quite interested in bringing Trippier or Newcastle defenders in for the European ties. My initial thoughts were maybe do Son out to Salah, but both will fall in price. But then do Mbuemo to Diaby from Aston Villa. Um, I'm really liking him at the minute. Um, Mbuemo's got a good fixture though against Bournemouth. And then Diaby faces Liverpool, so maybe it's not the right time to do that move. Um... And then when I started to have a little look around to see what I can do when I take Salah out of the equation, I was really quite liking my options for the next couple of weeks. So I'm at the minute aiming towards moving like this. So Johnston out of goal and gets Robert Sanchez in from Chelsea. I know he doesn't play Europe, but he's 2.4 million and they've got good fixtures coming up. So 
if I can just get him in, they keep a few clean sheets, his price rises, and then a bit later into Europe, I can get one of these top keepers. That would be a nice plan if it goes if it goes well. Um, and then I'm looking actually at Son to Madison, which I know does go against getting players in for Europe and getting players that are playing maximum fixtures. I mean, I think Madison, did he have four fixtures versus some people having seven? So three fixtures less is a big, big difference. Um, but he just looks like he's going to keep getting um, bonus regularly and high scoring points. So the next two fixtures look really good for him as well, um, Madison. So I'm wondering, could I maybe get Madison in for the first two? I've got a placeholder around four, between four and five million. And then that could easily become a Man City player or premium defender later on. So at the minute, I'm looking Johnston to Sanchez and Son to Madison, although it doesn't take me any nearer to having more European players, which is a little bit risky. Uh, but it does give me two million pound in the bank. And then if all goes well, um, I'm then looking to maybe go and Buemo to Diaby the following week. And Chilwell, I'll be able to upgrade him to Trippier with the extra money that I'll have left. And it will still leave me roughly 0.5. I say roughly because we don't know which way the price changes will go. But I'll have roughly 0.5 left in the bank after bringing Trippier, Diaby, Sanchez and Madison in. And that 0.5 might let me upgrade someone to a City defender or a City midfielder potentially. So that's roughly what my plans are at the minute. But I keep saying roughly just because if we get some really good home Champions League fixtures come up or some good fixtures for West Ham or Villa, I think I could still tear this up. So keep an eye on the YouTube community page. Like this video and subscribe to the channel because if you subscribe to the channel, you'll see these community posts when I post my final transfer plans out. Um, but it will be really, really close to the deadline. So don't rely on me too much there. Um, this is what it would look like. Um, Sanchez in goal, who will face Forrest. I'll have Estupinion, Saliba and Chilwell at the back. Saliba plays United. Estupinion plays Brighton. So not expecting much from those two. But Chilwell against Forrest. Um, I'm expecting that to go fairly well. Bruno and Saka, although they play against each other. I don't see any team keeping a clean sheet in this one. So maybe they'll get in the points. Umbuemo, Bournemouth at home looks nice. Matoma, Newcastle at home. Madison, Burnley away. I think that looks good and I think he'll do well. Haaland at home and then Vis uh, against Fulham and then Visser at home to Bournemouth. And I think, again, I'm just going to go for Haaland as the captain. Um, I don't think there's any, any need to take any unnecessary risks and I still don't think that Fulham looked very good against us. So, yeah, I think the armband is going to be on Haaland. That is everything for this video, so please do leave a like and subscribe to the channel to get kept up to date with all the latest Dream Team content. And if you're listening on Spotify, please do give us a follow on there as well. And if you're after a bit more Sun Dream Team content, head over to the Dream Team Tonic podcast and check out their latest episode. Link in the description below. See you on the next episode.
Sports Social Podcast Network.